This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Game week. National Football Show, it's your boy Big Sills. Welcome aboard for game week. Okay, it's game week, man. All the teams are going to be playing. I thought the Hall of Fame ceremonies over the weekend were spectacular. By the way, I thought the interview today, and if you missed it with the sports take guys with Dick Vermeil was spectacular. Watching Coach Vermeil go up there on stage and represent Philadelphia, St. Louis, Kansas City, the National Football League, his players, his coaches. He is some dude, man. Those are the kind of people that you want to play for, that you want as friends, and that you also want as the face of your franchise. Dick Vermeil is a credit to his profession, and he's a credit to the National Football League. That was spectacular. Some of those speeches, the Bryant Young speech, talking about his lost child, Kobe. You know, when you bring a man like that to tears, because of a personal tragedy and they're on they're, they're they're out there on stage so vulnerable like that i just i just it the game will do that to you man the personal sacrifices that you have to go through understand that people don't really get that you know away from family if you're a coach or when you have to leave for training camp when you're a player and look i'm not saying that other folks in Society don't have those same struggles to go out to work each and every single day. And maybe you can understand what we're talking about. You got to go to work, you know, to put food on the table and to have a roof over your family's head. And that's kind of exactly what it is also when you play and you coach in the National Football League. And to see all that, man, was just spectacular. It really was. I mean, I love the Hall of Fame. Those guys that you know, are in the Hall of Fame, are the one percenters of the one percenters. And there's like a little bit over 360 men that have made it to a gold jacket. Thought that weekend was great. You know, Xander and I were talking how we watched four quarters of poor football with the Raiders and the Jags. And this week is game week. So we get an opportunity to see the Eagles take on the Jets. And also on top of that, you get an opportunity to, um, you know, watch some of the other teams and maybe some players that may end up getting cut. So, you know, this is going to be a big two weeks coming up here as teams will start out with 90 players and they'll cut that bad puppy down to 57 and then 16 practice squad members. And then the National Football League is here in September when it comes to playing for real. You know, I thought it was pretty cool. I was listening to Barrett earlier today on sports take and I love listening to him because he goes to the practices and here, here's a credit to the Eagle fan base. 30,000 fans were at that team scrimmage at Lincoln financial yesterday. And 
it just shows you what the appetite is in that city for that football team. It really does, man. 30,000. That's like college stuff. Xander, what is it at Alabama? Alabama gets like 97,000 fans for their spring game. It was kind of like a spring game. You know, you had you had the green and white going against one another. Like when you go to a spring practice, some of those teams down in the southeastern part of the country, like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, those people regularly put in between sixty and 90,000 fans into their stadiums. Ten bucks, it's a pretty good deal. You get to watch the Phillies, and then you roll over, and you get a chance to step in and watch a scrimmage with the Eagles. I thought that was really cool. And seeing some of the video too was pretty cool stuff. Want to get into that, but real quick, I also want to say something here about what happened with the Phillies yesterday and Pete Rose. That was an abysmal scene. Hey, listen, man, I'm not here to sit here and moralize people, but rolling out Pete Rose like that, in front of the Philly fan base was an absolutely awful look. Hey, look, I get it. 42-56 helped lead the team to the World Series title in 1980. Then he tells some woman sports writer, hey, that was 55 years ago, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm here to talk about the 1980 team. That was 55 years ago, babe. I'm like, Pete, what you did was 42 years ago. Okay, when you won the championship with the Phillies. That's part of what it is now, dude. You got to answer to stuff like that or don't have them. That was a poor look. And to roll him out like that, not thinking that you would have collateral damage like that publicly. Hey, look, I, I, I get Pete Rose. I would say this to you. Pete Rose is without a doubt. One of the top 10 baseball players in the history of the sport. Five-time All-Star at different positions. You know, five different positions. Rose is a legend. No, no, no getting around it. But you want to know what Rose has done to his career and to his reputation? Pete Rose makes money off of being the band Hall of Famer. And he's realized that now. If Pete was just another Hall of Famer, he wouldn't be making the money he's making. He wouldn't. Hank Aaron didn't make a boatload of money. Some of the greatest players, Frank Robinson never made a boatload of money. Mike Schmidt never made a boatload of money being a Hall of Famer. But Pete being the band Hall of Famer, there's a stigma to that. So he plays the bad guy. And he knows it's financially profitable for him to play the bad guy. Don't you guys get it? That was by design for Rose. Rose knows this. He's got to be like Floyd Mayweather now. He's the bad guy. Every time Rose shows up, there's no way around it, okay? He shows up the bad band baseball player, and that is financially profitable for him. The only reason that Rose acts like that is because it makes him money. And he understands that now. Fighting the Hall of Fame, it's a useless thing. Don't you guys get it now? This is a game and a ploy. This is actually, in my opinion for Rose, a strategy. This is a strategy 
to keep people making Pete Rose relevant. Okay? Charlie Hustle is relevant now because why? Because he's an a-hole. And he's the banned baseball guy. I think the Phillies owe the Philadelphia community an apology, actually. Okay, let's move on from that sickness. Let's go over to, I saw some scrimmage video of Jalen Hurts throwing a touchdown pass to A.J. Brown and people going nuts over it. Well, you better be accurate. No one's hitting anybody. Quarterback should be accurate. He knows he's not getting hit. I don't know what else to say to you on that. I took away that, hey, A.J. Brown made a one-handed catch on a poor throw. And I said this to you, jump balls, that guy is going to be a star. He's going to be a star in the red zone because he's going to win the majority of those jump balls because of that guy's size and athleticism. That's exactly who he is. But let's put everything in perspective here. The quarterback knows he's not getting hit. The wide receiver knows he's not getting hit. A little different when you've got real life people coming after you and they're going to put you on your bonnet or you're going to be defended in the back of the end zone. So before you start giving me some of these crazy statistics that I'm starting to see on the internet, Put everything in perspective here. Okay? Put it in perspective here. Nobody's getting hit. The quarterback better be accurate. You know, I was, I was like listening to John McMullen, and John McMullen is so correct. And Sander, do me a favor. Okay? Do me a favor and make sure that I'm not misrepresenting John McMullen, when I'm saying this, how I took a comment that John McMullen said is that eventually, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the Eagles are going to have to resort back to doing what they did a year ago to win games because Jalen Hurts really can't run the passing offense. Now, when I heard that, I initially went like this. Well, he's not your future then. He's not your future. I heard Barrett Brooks making this comment. Barrett said that Jalen looked good yesterday. And when you look at Jalen Hurts, you're going to have to look at him in a different light because he's going to win you ball games. John wants the Eagles to do that from the jump and build on Jalen's strengths, which is running the ball. His strengths aren't throwing it. Barrett Brooks said this, okay? Follow me here. How you're going to have to put a paycheck together for that guy next year, if he does ball out this year, it's not going to be conventional because Jalen Hurts is going to win ball games for you. Is that going to be good enough for the Eagles to stay with him going into the 2023 season? I'll give you an example on how it's not playing out somewhere in the NFL. Aren't the San Francisco 49ers moving off of a guy who's 38 and 16? He wins games. Kyle Shanahan is 7 and 28 in San Francisco. But you know what? They don't like the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo just wins games. 
Think of that. Barrett said that earlier. Well, if you're going to cut a check next year for Jalen, it's not going to be so much all about numbers. Okay. Isn't that funny? For some reason in San Francisco, they're moving off of a guy who has been to two of the last three NFC championship games. It's 33 and 14. And with the playoff games, it's 38 and 16 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But that's not good enough in San Fran. But that's going to be good enough in Philly. Huh. They're moving off of a quarterback in San Francisco because they made a move for Trey Lance. Okay? They made a move for Lance. They think that that style of football and that athlete gives them a better chance of winning than Garoppolo, even though your head coach is 7-28 and without him. Okay? Ernest says Jimmy G didn't get him there. He was just an average quarterback. Well, then why do they have a below average record? Seven and 28 without him, Ernest. Explain that to me. Why do they suck so much? I'm asking, hey, wait a minute here. All around, I haven't said anything negative. I'm asking you to give me the explanation. That's not good enough in San Francisco. And John McMullen is saying, and he believes being around the team, by the way, great coverage on Jacob Sports. Please go over there and take a look at it. Spectacular stuff going on. Um, He believes that they're going to have to end up going back to the style. Davey boy, I think the 49ers are making a gigantic mistake myself. The Eagles had their fifth string left half. Who cares? Nobody's hitting anybody. I don't care if they had high school guys in there. It doesn't matter. Quarterback wasn't getting hit. Jimmy G is good because he executed the offense better than the backups. Huh. He's just not a guy who takes you to the next level. I don't know how you look at a guy with a 38 and 16 record. The next level, he got to the Super Bowl. He won an NFC championship. What are you talking about? He did get to that level. He went into Denver, excuse me, he went into Dallas last year and he went into Green Bay and won ball games with his team. By the way, you can't just pick and choose which quarterbacks lead their team and others who don't. The quarterback gets the credit for the wins. I don't care how you want to slice it up. Is it a team sport? Yes, I know all that geeky stuff. I get it. Niners suck at drafting quarterbacks. Yeah. Because the most prolific quarterbacks that they ever had, one was a third rounder and the other one was a trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Steve Young. The rest of them, I don't know. They've been okay. 
Sills only cares if Hertz throws bad passes. I don't know where that comes from. Big Sills, if Jimmy G was on the birds, we would go to the NFC Championship game. I completely agree. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Garoppolo with that offense? They'd win 13 games. That's a great question. You think Jimmy G would take the Eagles further? Now, let me ask you this before we get there. Okay? Do you believe that the Eagles are going to have to resort back to what they did in the second half of the season to win games? Do you really believe in your heart that they're going to win 12 games throwing the ball? Or how about this? With a more balanced team. Do you really believe that? I, I happen to agree with what John McMullen says. I think they're going to have to resort back because I don't believe he can run the offense. And I'll stick to that. I don't believe that guy can run the offense that Nick Sirianni wants. I don't believe it. I do not. And that's why when Barrett says this, because Barrett sees it, you can hear it in his tone. Hey, he may not, what was it? What was the paraphrasing, Xander? He may not put up big numbers, or he may not put up the numbers that you see with the with the Mahomeses and with the Herberts and all that. What you're going to see is wins. Well, okay. That to me means he can't run the offense. And that they're going to have to resort back to being a predominantly run team. And that's going to put the pressure then on the front office when you're asking if you're a media person that has anything behind you, why did you spend $100 million in a first-round draft choice? on your wide receiver positions if you're going to run the ball again to win games. You don't have that latitude this year because people will be asking that question. You're wasting Devontae and you spent money unneedly. That's the criticism if they don't have that football team with more balance this year. RPOs? Bro, I don't want RPOs on a pro football team. I want to win games with a quarterback that can win games throwing the rock. And I don't want to see garbage time stats. Well, he threw the football well against the Niners. Yeah, they were getting destroyed. Oh, he threw well against the Raiders. They were getting killed in that game too. Empty calories. Sills, when Hurts throws a nice pass, AJ, you say it's practiced. I say no. The quarterback knows he's not getting hit. He better be accurate. This is pro football, man. Kyle, that's not impressive to me. The one-handed catch by AJ is impressive. The throw's not. I'm not impressed with that. DBs aren't going to hit him, and the D-line's not going to hit the quarterback. I'm impressed with that one-handed catch because that's exactly what A.J. Brown does. He outmuscles people in the red zone. Been saying it since they acquired him. Okay, I've been saying it since they got him. That's where he's going to get, and that's where he's going to be worth his money. He ain't going to be a 1,400-yard wide receiver. That's not going to happen. Dak is the king of empty yards. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. R.E., I agree. I think that guy gets more empty calorie statistics than any quarterback in the National Football League. There's no question about that. Hey, by the way, too, R.E., I'll tell you this flat out. Dak Prescott, you better step your ass up, too, because $42 million, I ain't seeing it. I ain't seeing it. Hertz was balling, right? No deep passes off it. Come on, man. Jalen Hurts have a year like Josh Allen. Yeah, sure. Good luck to you. So you think he's going to beat Josh Allen? That is so not happening. How many receivers get? No, Stephen, he ain't getting 1,400 yards. I never said. I said he's not going to get 1,400 yards. That's not who he is. Steven, I never said that. I said he's not going to get you 1,400 yards. His strengths are going to be in the red zone, and his strengths are going to be in jump balls. He's never put big numbers up. He's not going to in Philly. What, 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 what big numbers do you see A.J. Brown putting up? He's going to, again, be in the red zone and jump balls. That's where he's going to be great. Joseph, newsflash, Jimmy G won't be the quarterback for the Eagles this year. Hurts is the QB1, by the way. Show sucks, carry on. Thank you, Joseph. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Tatiana, Herbert missed the playoffs last two years. I don't care about stats. I want wins. Oh, interesting. So Garoppolo sucks because he gets wins. But your guy, he gets wins, okay? And so you're not going to worry about stats then. All right. Tell that to Devontae Smith when his contract is up. Devontae Smith will not retire a Philadelphia Eagle if they don't start getting him the football. I wouldn't want to stay in Philly. What, for 850 yards, 900 yards? Why would I do that? I'll never maximize my salary. Don't you understand his agent is in his ear right now going, This is a big year for for Devontae because Devontae's going to look around the room and see Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Wait till the guy gets healthy in Detroit. Wait till that kid from Alabama gets healthy. How about Waddle? Waddle with 104 last year and catches in 1,000 yards. Eventually, Devontae's going to go, hey, man, getting 900 yards and 66 catches is not good enough. Look at what Hollywood look at what Hollywood Brown did in Baltimore. I'm out of here. I got to go to a place where at least people are throwing the rock so I can get paid. I'm not paying a guy like Devontae Smith $20 million when his contract is up with a guy who's never had 1000 yards, never had 100 catches. I'm not doing it. I don't care what level of play you think he is you know all the players around that in that huddle also have to get paid aj brown's getting paid but people will start and you know what he you know what aj brown brings into the room already hey look he ain't a 1400 yard receiver he ain't that guy he's a great third down receiver Devontae's not going 
to he's not going to care about making $25 million, really. That's pretty big of you to be talking about another man's wallet. That's okay. Devontae Smith will take 10 million bucks instead of 25. Really? Okay. AJ's already a crybaby. Actually, man, I thought it was pretty cool yesterday when he was talking about um, 30,000 fans at the link watching that scrimmage. I thought that was pretty cool. I did. Would you rather have Jimmy G or, uh, or Herbert? I'd rather have Justin Herbert. He's a better player. I'd rather have Jimmy G over Jalen Hurts. He's a better player. What's the point? Care about stats, not money, fool. Anthony, stats get you the money. Justin Jefferson's the fastest to 3,000 yards in NFL history, and they're working on a $27 million a year deal for that guy in Minneapolis with Kirk Cousins. By the way, if you're under some enormously false premise that Kirk Cousins will not be extended, you're out of your mind. Kirk Cousins will be extended because of Justin Jefferson. Those guys are working where you've got the number one wide receiver in the last two years. He's almost got 200 catches also. I don't agree. So you think you'll get paid on potential in the NFL? Like what? Dude, wide receivers get paid on what their accomplishments and what they bring to the field. Okay? So you think if a guy throws for 2,000 yards and he's 61%, you think that guy, because he's the next guy up in the quarterback conversation, you think that guy's going to make $45 million. Give me a break. Jalen Hurts is the fastest to 1,000-yard rushing. So? So? Wait a second here. Jalen Hurts is the fastest to 4,000 passing yards? Really? What did Dan Marino do? Marino's second year playing, he had 47 touchdowns and 4,700 passing yards. What are you talking about? Fastest of 4,000. Marino did it in year two. Get paid off of projections? Like who? Sills, relax. The Eagles will draft a quarterback in 2023. Book it. Smith will then lead the team in TD and yards. Agreed. Here's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that the Philadelphia Eagles will resort back to their winning ways. And those winning ways will be running the ball. And it will be another unbalanced season again this year. That's my prediction. Let's see if we're wrong. I don't have faith in his arm. And his arm talent. And... Throwing it in practice when the quarterback's not getting hit and you're not defending A.J. Brown is fool's gold. Now, 
I told you, I still think they win the East because he's smart. Like Barrett said, he's going to win games because that's what's going to keep him in the conversation for 2023. And then at the end of the year, you're going to have an even tougher decision to make. He'll be on a team that wins 12 games. And you know what the debate will be then? Well, he's not going to put, like Barrett said, big statistics up. Even Barrett said that today, and I agree with Barrett. He's not going to put big statistics up this year. 22 touchdowns, 21 touchdowns, 3,600 yards, 800 rushing, something like that. But you're going to win 12 games. Then you got a debate at the end of the year. You want to move off that. Same thing that they did in San Francisco with Garoppolo. Look at how much John Lynch waffled off that decision. Even though they gave up three ones to move up in that two-hole to get Trey Lance. Look how much they gave. Okay? Eagles fan, my prediction is that A.J. Brown will help Hurts, and Hurts will be great. 12 wins is great. Solo, F stats, just win. Will that be good enough then? And here, I, I, I love the debate that those guys had. Xander, I love the debate that those guys had today because it really is the question. Okay, if he doesn't put up 4,000 yards and he doesn't put up those big numbers, they win 12 ball games. Are you cool with that moving forward? Are you cool with that knowing that your wide receivers are not going to be utilized to the maximum? AJ probably because of what we saw in that scrimmage yesterday. You put him in the red zone. You put him on third down. That guy's going to go get it. He, he is a, again, his numbers are not elite. He is as a player though. He's elite. I completely agree. No, Sills, you said we could go to the NFC Championship game. Thank you, James, for reminding me. You're right. Hurt ceiling just isn't enough to win it all. That's exactly what they said about Garoppolo in San Francisco, even though he got to the Super Bowl. Okay? BKN. That Cowboy team getting bounced last year was a disgrace. You pay a guy $70 million with a signing bonus last year and gave him $42 million, and you crapped the bed in the opening round? Disaster. That was a disaster for the Cowboys. Disaster. Because now you start doing this, and then you're in salary cap hell. Then you got to get rid of Jettison and Amari Cooper. Then you got Michael Gallup still injured. Then you lose another guy. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. May I make this out to you? I said this to you guys last week. I may have to put in a denim on this because I said the Cowboys would sweep the Eagles. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think that the Cowboys may not make the playoffs. The Cowboys may not make the playoffs. I'm starting to, I'm starting to float down that lane. They may not make the playoffs. Tony Pollard's their best back. And if you got to run that football team through Ezekiel Elliott, you're in trouble. By the way, Gary Cobb will not be with us today at 4.30, 5.30. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to Carl Peterson, former Philadelphia Eagle executive, 
was with Dick Vermeil at the Hall of Fame ceremonies over the weekend. Also hired Dick Vermeil in Kansas City when he was the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. Then on Wednesday, Michael Irvin at 3.30 from the NFL Network will join us. So we'll have Michael and then Mike Quick will join us on Thursday. I don't think the Cowboys make the postseason. Blake Bortles had big stats one year, and they sucked. I think Blake Bortles, if I'm not mistaken, Justin, didn't um, didn't he make it to the AFC Championship game? Didn't they go into Heinz Field and beat the Steelers? Jordan Davis looked great in that scrimmage. Okay? That's great to hear. Okay? Dome says, Hurts not having... The championship, I'm sorry for saying that, but he didn't win a championship in college. No, he lost his job. Please, guys, hit the like button. I appreciate it. As long as Hurts improves and manages a team, 4,025 touchdowns. We'll see. Seals, you're going to have a whole season of recanting when it comes to the Eagles. Keep it coming. What, I said you're going to win 12 games and get to the NFC title game? Okay. Recanting what? That not happening? Are you rooting against your team? I'm not. Hey, Susan, Jordan Davis at 6'6", 335 pounds, moving that kid Jerkins around like that. Dude, that's a good sign. That's a good thing, man. That's good. That's Tracy Rocker, the D-line coach. In his influence, man, I like that. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's a pro. Hey, I told you this last week. Don't be down on the Kobe Dean. Give him a chance, please. Don't be down on him. I am not down on him. Okay. From what I'm understanding from some of the people that are there in practice, he's looking a little lost. It happens. All of a sudden, you're not running with the ones anymore. You're not quite getting what they're asking you to do. Just be more patient. Some guys, it comes fast. Some guys, it takes a little time. Relax. I am very high on the kid. Bump the brakes. I know everybody wants to look at him as Derek Brooks. Relax. He'll get there. He'll get there because he wants to get there. So relax. Bump your brakes on him. I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy on not seeing him in the starting lineup right now. I want to see Davis go against Vita Vea. <laughs> hey, those would be that would be um like an asteroid hitting the moon. All right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're talking about some big people, man. Anthony, freshman year, Hurts won it all before Tua. Do your research. Jalen Hurts never won the national championship as a starting quarterback in Alabama. That's not true. That is not true. Do your homework. I vote on the damn top 25. Okay, he he was beat in the national title game. He lost to Deshaun Watson in Clemson. Do your homework, guy. Do your homework. 
By the way, Kelly, congratulations. The most impressive person in camp has been Kaiser White. He's the most impressive player in camp. The most impressive player. I'll tell you what, man. That may be the free agent or trade sign for the offseason for the Eagles. I mean, that kid, Kaiser White, can play, runs to the ball. I've heard people say nothing but spectacular things, okay, about him. Okay? He is outstanding. Still serious question. If Hurts isn't it, but you said we will win 12 games this year, next year, if they get rid of him, would that be a problem for A.J. Brown because they are so close? James, that's the dilemma the guys were talking about earlier. I agree with this dilemma. It's the same dilemma, James, that they went through in San Francisco with Garoppolo. How do you move off a guy who's 38 and 16 and 5 and 2 in the postseason for an unknown? He's Garoppolo's never going to throw for 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns. But he's got quite a resume. Five and two postseason. Great win percentage as a starting quarterback. One of the tops in NFL history. How do you move off of that? I agree. What's more important to you? Now, let's do this. What you don't want to have happen is you don't want to make Philadelphia a pariah city when it comes to wideouts. Because all of a sudden, what if, what if both guys, hypothetically, hypothetically, what if A.J. Brown and Devontae don't have a 1,000-yard seasons this year? They win 12 games, though. What do you think that'll, what, what that'll mean to potential free agents wanting to play in Philly? Okay? What, 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 what would that mean? If you're Devontae Smith, do you want to stay in Philadelphia? Oh, look, if I'm winning a Super Bowl and I'm getting 900 yards and I'm getting 70 catches, I'm going to have to compromise myself like they did in New England. Okay? Winning makes you compromise. Losing, I'm not staying in Philly for a 9-8 and eight record and 90, 90 catches and 900 yards. I'm not staying in Philly for that. I'm not maximizing my potential. Jimmy should come to Philly. We'll talk about that down the line here. Hey, Dan, do you think Hurts is anywhere close to McNabb? No. You're not a balanced team. You're not a balanced team. So wait a minute. Ernest says that the Eagles are a balanced team. What? In non-contact scrimmages? Do you really think that you're a, you're a balanced team in non-contact scrimmages? Well, when the games mattered, you weren't. And the two systems that you ran last year, one was way over Jalen Hurts' head, the first two and five part of the season. And then in the second half, they took the ball out of his hand. That's the question I asked you. Do you think you're, you will be, you're going to win games? Here, you think this Philadelphia Eagle team is going to win 12 games with a balanced attack? Yes or no? I don't believe so. I think they're going to win 12 games with what they did last year and an improved passing game. Yeah. 
it's going to be an improved passing game just because of what you added over there, but not significantly because of the guy throwing it. Timothy says, no, oh, I think you're going to have to run the ball more than you uh, throw the ball. So, right. So do you think you could, you could throw the ball more this year and win more games than you did last year? Yes or no? Do you think you can throw the ball more this year than run it? That's probably a simpler way of doing this topic question. Do you think you can? Because I completely do not. McNabb was a much better passer than Hertz is, but no, no way. Wow, Winston got hurt in practice again. Can you imagine if Garoppolo goes to New Orleans? I would make a call today if that's the case. With Michael Thomas and those guys down there and that defense, and you put Garoppolo down there, it'd be like Drew Brees going down there. Wow. Man, some guys just get all the luck in the world, don't they, like Garoppolo? So he's in New England. He's got Kyle Shanahan. And now we may have an opportunity to go down and play in New Orleans with all those guys. Holy wow. Yeah, man. I think you're going to have to run the ball to win games. I agree with John McMullen. If we don't run, we lose. Lito, I agree. But that's okay. It builds an identity. I want them to do that. Listen here, guys. This is what I want and how I want them to start this season out against the Lions. To run that thing downhill. Run that thing downhill. Win first and second down. Remember I told you? If I am the Eagles and I want to win games and I want to win 12 games and I want to put myself in the top four and final four in the NFC when everything is said and done at the end of the year, I want to win first and second down. That is my number one priority is to win first and second down. Because if I'm third and three, Jalen's going to have a great year. If Jalen is in the position that he was last year where he's third nine, Eagles are in trouble. You're not winning ball games like that. Sills, you just compared Drew Brees to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's got a better postseason record. Okay. It'd be like Garoppolo, it would be like Brees going to New Orleans. Drew Brees was a good quarterback in San Diego. He wasn't Drew Brees when he got to New Orleans. This guy had a chicken wing. They took Dante Culpepper in Miami because of that chicken wing that was shattered in Kansas City game versus the Chargers at the end of the year. Okay? Dude, oh my God, that's another thing. I got to take a time out here. You guys just reminded me of something. You want Jalen Hurts to get a contract and be the starting quarterback for the next five years in Philadelphia? I'm going to tell you how you can make that happen. I'm going to tell you guys how you can make that happen. All right. My friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, meaning this, they don't get paid unless you do, guys. Look, if you're hurt or injured on a job, finding that attorney is one of the most important things that you could possibly do for you and your family. For the people is not a slogan. This is who they are and this is what they do. Past 30 years, Morgan & Morgan 
has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients, representing them in court and saying this, they will never be intimidated. And there's no such thing as a fender bender when you go to Morgan & Morgan. They will take care of you with their 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida. It's the biggest firm in the country. Call them at 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call them, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sills sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
I'm with some of you guys out there. Olivia Newton, John passed away. Wow, am I old. Please hit the like button. Welcome aboard here on a game week, right? It's football week. It's preparation week. Getting ready for the Jets on Thursday night. I believe that's the only home game in the exhibition season for the Eagles this year is the Thursday night game. So we're getting ready for Thursday night football. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what that team looks like. Man, that's crazy. Hey, James, I don't know Jalen Hurts to hate him. I don't hate him personally. I don't know him. I don't know. How could I hate somebody? I, I don't like the way he plays quarterback. I can like a style, can I? Somehow you tie in hatred to that. How did you tie in hatred? I don't, hey, if you told me, Sills, do you want the Joe Burrow style of quarterback and versus Jalen Hurts' style or even Lamar Jackson style? I'll say, I'll take Joe Burrow. That wins games. And more importantly, that wins championships. It's been that way in the league forever. Games Friday, thank you very much, GT. I appreciate it. Thank you. Games Friday, okay. What up, Daz? You act like he can't fix his game. He doesn't have arm talent. Yeah, Gary Cobb's smile is in hour number three. He'll be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. Yeah. It's a different time, new era. What running quarterback wins Super Bowls? Name me one. Don't tell me Russell Wilson. He's not. That guy doesn't take off trying to get 500 yards rushing. Who? What quarterback has won a Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks have won Super Bowls in the last 50 years like that? How about recently, last five? Brady, Stafford, Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't take off running. Shit, they don't even want that guy running on fourth and one. Guy hurt his knee in the Tennessee game. They don't want that guy running at all. Give me a guy. Who? Russell Wilson is not a running quarterback guy. Another guy who led the NFL in passing touchdowns. You make it sound like he gained 700 yards a season. He doesn't. Steve Young retired the most accurate passer in NFL history. Do you know that? Completion percentage-wise? Steve Young. I guarantee you Steve Young didn't have gigantic years and numbers. Steve Young was a prolific passer. You think Jalen Hurts can be Steve Young? Are you high? He's one of the most accurate passers in NFL history. Russell Wilson's got 30,000 passing yards. I know, man. Hurts is not Wilson. Steve Young beat out Joe Montana, who was pretty good. Never beat him out. It's not what happened at the end. Eddie DeBartolo told us on our radio show what exactly happened. 
and how they wanted Steve Young to sit behind Montana one more season. After, after Joe came back, the biggest mistake the Bartolo said, he said there were two of them. One of them was letting Charles Haley go to Dallas, and the other one was letting Montana go to Kansas City. And what happened after the whole scenario was dissected, the Bartolo went to Joe and said, hey, do you want to stay? And he goes, "Not nah, too much, too much uh, damage has been done. His relationship with Dwight Clark was destroyed after that because Clark was in the front office and they were conspiring to put Steve Young in there over Joe. And Joe just went like this. He felt betrayed, and that's why he left to go to Kansas City. Funny, huh? He still took, he still took a team, that Kansas City team, with a guy named Willie Davis as wide receiver to the AFC Championship game. Dank is right. Pocket passers run the league. They will always run the league. Because there's a low ceiling on running quarterbacks. Look at the running quarterbacks that we have had in this league. Look at Cam Newton right now. He's destroyed. He can't even get a job. Michael Vick didn't do anything. For all the sensational game film that we see of Vick, he never won anything. And I do not see Jalen Hurts being better than Michael Vick. Do you see that? You see Jalen Hurts being a better player than Michael Vick. Come on, man. Vick didn't win shit. He won nothing. Okay? Nothing. It's fun to watch. I'll tell you something right now. I would love to see the Philadelphia Eagles do this, though. Okay? I would love to go see them get Kareem Hunt. Boy, can that guy catch passes. You want to help Jalen Hurts? Go get Kareem Hunt. Man, I would give some significant. I would trade Miles Sanders and Gainwell and a pick. Not a hot. I don't know. I don't want to do anything top three picks. Okay, first round, second round, third round. I don't want to do any of that. A fourth round pick. I'm not looking at the sheet right now, so forgive me if they don't have a four. I'm not sure in 20. Uh, 23 if they have a four, but a four or five plus Gainwell and Miles Sanders for Kareem Hunt. The Kansas City Chiefs have never been able to replace him. And that offense has gone the other way since they won the Super Bowl because that guy resorted in having responsibility of 17% of the offensive output with his rushing and his catching ability. Look at the numbers that he had when he was in Kansas City as a pass receiver. Look at the numbers, okay? Because that's a great point. Xander goes, why give up so much for a running back? Because he's different. If you really want to help your quarterback out, you need to have a pass-catching Le'Veon Bell-type player. You, the Eagles have in their backfield one-dimensional runner and Miles Sanders, who can't stay healthy, and is a north and south runner, okay? The kid Gainwell can catch passes, but not that hot when it comes to vision inside inside between the tackles. So you're limited in what you have there. That's why your screen game sucks, and it's a non-existent factor. You know, you hurt Jalen Hurts' chances of being successful when you don't have a short passing game. How the hell can you have a short passing? How can you have a passing game when your short passing game is nowhere? And I'm not just talking tight ends. 
I'm talking about screen passes. Tom Brady made a career. So did Peyton Manning. You know, one of the, you know, I talked to Mike Martz. How many people will look around and go like this? Do you know that Marshall Falk? That's what that offense, the greatest show on turf, ran through? It didn't go through Kurt Warner's arm. It went through Marshall Falk. How the Rams went is how Falk went. I think one year Marshall Falk had like 78 catches or some crazy number. I mean, he was a force. Gaming, he would be spectacular. Can you imagine Kareem Hunt running behind that old line and what it would mean for Jalen Hurts to actually have a proto a prototype running back in a guy like Alvin Kamara? Let me take a look at that. I want to I want to show you what he meant to Patrick. That team has not been the same when he was in Kansas City. Kareem Hunt stats. Look at this in Kansas City here. This is incredible here. Look at the look at what he did when he was in Kansas City. 2017, is that the year they won the Super Bowl? Did they win the Super Bowl in 17? He had 1327 rushing. He had 53 catches for 455. They won it in 19. We, that's right. I'm sorry. 17 was the Eagles. That's right. Against the Patriots. They won it in 19. Look at these stats, man. This guy would, this guy is a machine. And in Cleveland, 8, 841 last year. I think he was injured last year. You know, you might not have to give that much up for him. Because really, since that 17 year, you know, I see why he, see, but watch this, guys. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This, this right here is exactly what I'm talking about. Excuse me, Jack. I made a mistake. Okay. <sighs> anyway. Give, I would give up some big – I would give up some commodities for this guy to help Jalen out. Okay? I would. Eagle says this. So what you're saying is that it's impossible for Hurts to improve his accuracy and be an accurate quarterback. Yeah, because he hasn't since he's been a quarterback. Thank you, Randy. I always have to remember that. I do. Thank you very much, Randy. Dan does, he is an Eagle fan. Stop buying for him. I'm not sure what that means. You're high. <laughs> I would love to have Kareem Hunt as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me ask you this one here. This week they're playing the Jets. This week they're playing the Jets. In four years from now, who will be leading his football team? Or in 2024, Zach Wilson or Jalen Hurts?
Rager for Kareem Hunt. Browns are not wanting to trade him at all. Wilson, I'll say it now. Wilson, I said it last week. He's not an Eagle fan. I would too. Hunt would be a great pickup. Screen game would be key for the Eagles. I don't think either. Huh. Wilson, if I have to pick. Wilson looks like he's five years old. He does. Zach Wilson throwing bounds. <laughs> Big sales. Can you explain the types of D's and HD's will run? How will they use the edge rushers and outside linebackers? I think the linebacking core is absolutely improved. I think the defensive rotation is going to be, boy, I'll tell you what, man. I'm so happy to see Jordan Davis uh, playing the way he's playing. I really, really think he can be a factor this year. I thought it was going to be N'Kobe Dean early, but I got a feeling now it could be. Hey, and by the way, let me ask you this. Eagles are playing well. Jordan Davis is playing well. Would you eat some of the Fletcher Cox contract getting closer to the trading deadline? Trade him away for a third-round pick? Would you trade him? to get another pick. Got Milton Williams on your defensive line. He could play inside too in a rotation. So you're going to have some options, man. There's going to be some players that the Eagles are going to be able to maneuver around and see what they want to do when it comes to the trading deadline. Even Gardner Minshew. I just want to go 2-15 and and beat the Cowboys twice. (laughs) Run Miles Sanders for this season. And make your decision accordingly at the end of the year. Impact and Eagles, they've got to, in my opinion, they've got to upgrade that position. More of a modern-day NFL running back. Versatile link. It's got to be like a Brian Westbrook. Okay? It's, 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 it's got to be like a Brian Westbrook kind of thing. Hey, Seth. Dude. 340 pounds running. 478s at 6'6". I said this last week. I wouldn't mind putting him on the edge and seeing what he can do. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't mind. By the way, looks like one of the positions on the Eagle is Eagles are starting to get solidified. I want to hit a little bit more up on Dick Vermeil too, um, in hour number two. Some other NFL news. Boy, there's a ton of it, too. And... There's some noise going on in Washington about Carson Wentz. All right, guys, please hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. I appreciate it. Got a ton of people on because we know this. This is game week. Okay? This is game week. And you're going to get an opportunity to see your football team play this week. And you're going to see guys battling for position still. Some of these guys on that Eagle team need this exhibition season. Like, I think Jalen Rager is going to need to have this exhibition season if he wants to make this ball team. I think Nick Sirianni has been exceptionally honest with him. And I do believe, in my opinion, that he's going to have to really show up in these games and he's going to have to take advantage of it or I don't believe that he's going to make this ball team. Okay? I do not. You know, about two weeks ago, I was a little bit more, okay, I was a little bit more sold that he would make the ball team. But I would say this to you. I I am getting more and more on the side that I'm not sure he's going to make this ball team. Okay? I'm not. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for stepping in, like I said here. Don't forget, Gary Cobb will join us in hour three at 5.30 Eastern time. By the way, we just confirmed – Carl Peterson, former executive with the Philadelphia Eagles, was there with Dick Vermeil when they came in together in 1980 and also was the general manager and former GM of the Kansas City Chiefs, will join us tomorrow at 5.30 Eastern time. And on Wednesday, Michael Irvin will step in with us, and we'll talk to Michael Irvin, and we'll get his thoughts again on what he sees for um, the upcoming year when it comes to Jalen Hurts. So, again, guys, I, I, I want you to understand one thing about when I'm saying this to you about, about Jalen. 
This is not personal. You know what's crazy? If you go over, if you go over to like a Twitter page or my Twitter page, Sills hates the guy because he's black. You sometimes shake your head. What does that have to do with playing football? My God almighty. Some people are so ignorant. It's unbelievable. I don't care what your race, religion, your background is, who you have sex with, who you pray to. I could care less. Can you win games? Are you a good player? Who cares? That stuff is not my concern. What you do off of a football field, but yet our media today, they kind of care about that shit. I don't. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you do. I have no caring. I don't care at all. You think there's really personnel people in the NFL that go like this. They have a black chalkboard and a white chalkboard, and they're looking at the black and white players. That's people in society that do that. When you're in a locker room, you're there as brothers, no matter what your background is or your race or religion. That's why being in an NFL locker room or a sports locker room, it's so unlike society. You know how they say locker rooms are a microcosm of society? It's not true. Because you know why in a locker room you could say anything to your brother, black or white, and no one's going to be offended. You say boo in society today, people call you a racist. I'm not afraid of that word anymore. I'm not afraid of that word. I don't hide under my desk like other people do. I don't care because you're an idiot when you say that. You don't know me from a can of paint. Anybody that calls me that doesn't know my friends or doesn't know me, and you're just talking. That's right, Daz. Daz, that's probably the best comparison. Dude, do you think when you're in a foxhole, Daz, and you're in a foxhole and you're Afghanistan and you're black and white and you're fighting for America and you're fighting for your brother next to you, you give a shit if he's black or white? Or do you care that you're in a foxhole together as Americans? It's the same premise. It's the same premise. That's exactly right. The only difference is, Daz, you're fighting for something that's real. <laughs> Makes no sense. I, I see that and I'm like, you know, somebody said something to me. Oh, Dan's against um, Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts because they're black. I'm like, wow, we are now officially there. What's next? I can't talk about Mike Tomlin and his 8-11 and 11 post game. Post um, postseason record. I mean, really, are we there? Well, like a pitcher gets on the hill, you can't criticize him because he's black. Wow, we're there now. I'm. That's sad. That's sad. Hey, Sills, you're gonna eat crow when Hurts throws for 39 touchdowns. PK end. You're damn right. I will. Never happened though. Now it's because they they can't. That's right, Carson. Either you can play or you can't play. End of story. Hey, sports goes like this. You said you wanted Jimmy G because he's Italian. Stop the cap. 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Sarcasm? Uh, not up your um alley there. 39 touchdowns. Oh my god. <laughs> 39 touchdowns. What can you actually take from a scrimmage like yesterday? When it comes to talking about your football team's preparation for the upcoming season, how much do you think you could take away with that? Here, well, let me ask you this. How much have you taken away from the coverage of the Eagles so far in camp? And it applied it to whether you think Jalen's better or the team's better. How much are you applying that to? Steven says not much. Um. Yeah, I I I don't really see anything impressive. This Kaiser White guy though is impressing me a little bit, but I don't see anything that's impressed me so far this this training camp. This training camp, and it's not eagle. It's it's not eagle centric. It's across the board. I'm not impressed with anything. So you know what somebody's saying? Xander, your boy Mac Jones supposedly is struggling in New England Patriots camp. That's what some of the reports are that are coming out of some of the New England newspapers. You're damn right he's struggling. You've got the greatest defensive coordinator in the history pressing him to be better in his second year. It's the same shit he did with Tom Brady. He's preparing him for the upcoming season for things he didn't see last year or things he struggled with last year. That is a spectacular sign that Mac Jones is going to have an even better sophomore season because the greatest defensive-minded guy in NFL history is prepping him for the upcoming season. The difference between Mac Jones' preparation and Jalen Hurts' preparation is this. They're coaching him. The Eagles are coddling Jalen Hurts. Instead of, I should be hearing this, Hurts struggled today. Seeing that third receiver. Hurts struggled today in accuracy. Boy, the defense really got after him and brought pressure. You know, if you're getting coddled in camp like this now, you're not being prepared for September. Belichick is throwing the kitchen sink at the kid because he knows in his sophomore season, every freaking coordinator is going to coordinate for the strengths that he had a year ago in his rookie season because there wasn't game tape on him. Now they've got game tape. That's the best noise I heard in New England was that Mac Jones is struggling. Great. Situational play calling. I've had the chance to be around Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick and Brady used to do this. It would, it would be like a game of sink my battleship. He would have a tablet. Brady would have a tablet. And they would do situational play calling. And 
Belichick would throw a blitz at him, a situational blitz, a coverage. Brady had to come up with it immediately. And they would go over it for hours and hours and hours and then go on the field and apply it. You learn through failure. You don't learn through being coddled. Okay? GT, I see reports hurts regressing as well. GT, I don't take it as regressing. I take it they're throwing things at him that he may have struggled with last year that he's still struggling with. Jesus criminy, man. I'd rather hear those reports that he's working on that than hearing this. Hey, he spins the ball really good this year. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean? Who cares? The sophomore year is game tape on you. And it's up to every single player. Okay? It's up to every player to up his game. That's what they mean by upping their game. It's not about being prepared on how you spin the ball. It's what you process. How comfortable are you in the system that you're being asked to perform in? Okay? Steve goes, you're really stuck in Belichick. I don't know. Six Super Bowls might do that. Steve, I'm not sure. And then the two as a coordinator in New York. And get this. You think there's any coincidence that he coached the greatest defensive football player of all time and the greatest offensive player in the history of all time? You think there's any coincidence to that? So he coached Brady and LT. I don't know. Dan, how the hell do you know he's getting coddled? Because all I hear is, oh, he looked good here. Oh, he looked good there. Oh, he looked good here. Dude, it's almost like a PR thing, and it's almost like a propaganda campaign to make sure that nobody talks shit on Jalen Hurts. What the hell? It's okay to go. He didn't play well today. They were, they were working on things that he struggled with yesterday. What's wrong with that? Why is it such a public relations thing to make sure that that's out there, that everyone is a fan of his? Everyone is a fan of the kid. Everyone loves the guy. I haven't run into anybody who hates the guy. Would you fire the head coach and GM Midseason, never. That's chaos. I'm not looking for chaos. There's no need for that. There's no need to fire Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman midseason. There's zero need of that. Tyson Sills, I watched the playoff game against Tampa, and I realized it was rookie coaching versus veteran staff. That's been head coach's expert except uh, Leftwich, who made adjustments. You know, what the, you know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were saying about the Eagles? They're doing the same thing they did during the regular season. Imagine that. There were no subtle nuances at all. And Brady going like this. Yeah, they're doing what we thought they'd do. They were saying that on the sidelines. How embarrassing. There were no nuance twists at all. There's no question that that rookie coaching, they got their asses out coached. 
also in that. I mean, you got Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians going against that high school coaching staff. Absolutely, you're going to get your pants knocked off you. <laughs> Bruce Arians, who's coached some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and has got a couple championship rings in Pittsburgh and now one as a head coach in Tampa. And Todd Bowles was one of the better decoordinating coaches. And left, which is going to be a head coach one day. He could have had the Jags job, but he turned it down because he didn't want to have Trent Balke as his GM. Decided to stay in Tampa. He's going to get a job. He was offered also the Marshall job. He was offered the Marshall job. He turned that down. He turned down the Jags job. Leftwich is going to be a head coach. Should be. I like Byron Leftwich, actually. The greatest coach could do nothing with how Hertz was playing against Tampa. Um, no, because he doesn't have the arm talent to make that happen. You know, one of the things that I did here, I want to, you know, I, I want to expand that conversation, Xander, that those guys had a little bit. Let's do this. Let's say that Jalen Hurts wins 12 games this year. Let's not talk stats. They win the East. Let's put a low benchmark. I hope they get to the NFC title game. I'm predicting it. Let's say they win a playoff game and they're the final four teams in the East. What would you pay them? What would you pay him? What would you pay him? BKN, I actually think two is going to have a good season this year. Going rate. So you're going to pay him $50 million, $46.1 million. GT says going rate, $46.1 24 mil a year, so he's going to make less than your wideout. Interesting. I don't think that's the best they're going to. 25 to 30. Okay, so you think 46.1, oh, 50 then. GT thinks 50, okay? You're right, because that's last year. So you think if he wins 12 games, they win the East, you're paying him 50 million bucks. GT thinks 50 million. That the Eagles, your team, is going to pay that quarterback $50 million. No way. No way. Steve goes, I have no idea. Steve, isn't that the big question here? Because look, I do think Jalen's going to win 12 games this year. I do. And this question is going to be ping-ponged back and forth all year. You're going to look up and you're going to see this team. After the bye, they're going to be probably somewhere like 
nine and four somewhere. They're going to be like that, and the question's going to be, God, the stats aren't that great. Like Barrett said today, man, the stats aren't that great, but they're winning a shitload of games, and you're going to be put in the same situation that the 49ers have been in all offseason. What to do? To compromise what you're doing and winning? because you want to enhance the rest of your team around the huddle. Seth says maybe 35 to 40, Sills. Just not developed yet. 35 to 40 million for a guy. Hey, how much would you pay Lamar Jackson right now if you're Baltimore, because this will go into Jalen. How much did you pay him? That's a good point. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that. What was the franchise tag in 2022 for quarterbacks? 29.7. That'll probably go to 32. Probably 32.5. 32.5. Would you be comfortable franchise tagging Jalen at 32.5? If he throws for 3,600, 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, but they win 12 games, that's probably what I think happens. It's going to be around 36, 3,700, 22 touchdowns, about 10 picks, but 12 wins, and the East. What you franchise tag? You're going to pay to him 32 million, or would you go into the draft, or do you tag him and still go into the draft? 32.5. 32.5, you're going to pay him. You're either going to pay him 32.5 or you're moving on from him or you're extending him. Here are your options for Hertz. You're moving on. You're franchise tagging him for about 32.5 or you're extending him. Those are your three options. Or you let him play out his final year of his contract at 1.5 and you draft a quarterback and you move on. You could probably do that too. Yes to 32.5. Wow. If he's not good enough, there's 25 pocket quarterbacks in the NFL that haven't won the Super Bowl. Okay. I feel, yeah, but watch this, Eagle, Eagle man. I feel okay giving Justin Herbert $35 million, $45 million. I don't feel comfortable giving that guy in Philly that. I don't. 
He's he he's not that guy. I feel comfortable giving a passer the money more than a runner. He's a runner. If Jalen Hurts, watch this, guys. If Jalen Hurts, I thought this was a great conversation that the guys had today on Sports Take. I really did. I thought, Xander, wasn't it? I thought it was a really good conversation. Because money is going to play into this. It's totally going to play into this season. I liked it. Because I don't know, even if he does win the 12 games, you're going to be in the Garoppolo uh, scenario. Can you pay an incentive-type contract for Hertz? Sydney, you know what? Again, what you could do is you could short-term contract him, put him at $30 million, but that would be something that the quarterback and the player and the representatives would, 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 would have to agree on. Also, you're going to get heat from the Players Association. Here's why. You don't want you taking hometown discounts because the next guy, you know how you guys say the next guy up? Well, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Anybody that gives hometown discounts to teams, they get frowned upon by the union. That's why every year at the end of the year, we all get letters and we all get salaries of what the players are making at our position so that when we go into contract negotiations, we're not taking any less. And you know what they even say on this letter that we all used to get from the Players Association? Think about the next guy behind you. They say that all the time. Think about the guy behind you. Okay? Think about the next guy. You're starting to give hometown discount deals. The league, okay, wants you to. The Players Association does not want you to. You know, so Jalen giving the Eagles a deal? Seals would rather have Wilson or Tua. I'd rather have, I mean, Winston. Winston's a better passer. He's a turnover machine, but he's a better passer. What do you think Jameis Winston would do in the Eagle um, offense? Throw for 5,000 yards? He would. He's already done it. He's already done it. You can't say that about Jameis Winston. You think Jameis Winston for throw for four or 5,000 yards? He's already done that in the league. Jameis Winston has thrown for 4,000 and 5,000 yards before. Okay, so you could say the, and again, no risk it, no biscuit offense with Bruce Arians. He was five. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He won last year before he got injured. He had a better quarterback rating than Tom Brady last year before he got injured. He was on his way to having a really good season under Sean Payton. Now that's a different thing too. You got Dennis Allen now as the head coach, and you don't have the play calling Sean Payton. That, that to me is an issue. No way Winston over Hurts. Wow, Brian. Really? You think Jalen Hurts is a better starting quarterback 
than Jameis Winston. Where do you see that? You don't take into any consideration, even Brady had turnovers at the beginning of that Super Bowl year in Tampa, and they had a change. You never played in any of that. Jameis Winston's stats. So you think Jameis Winston is going to do this? 4,000 yards passing in his first year quarterbacking, 4,042. The next year, 4,090. The next year, he got hurt, 35. In 18, he got hurt. He had 19 touchdowns and five picks and threw for 3,000 yards still in only nine games. The next year, he throws for 5,109. And you think that Jalen's going to put numbers like that up. Holy shit, are you out of your mind? 135 touchdowns to 91. Winston already, get this, get this, Winston is 27 years old. Jameis Winston's 27 years old, and he's thrown for 21,000 yards already. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. (laughs) I don't see it. Jameis is Carson Wentz. What did that get him, Sills? I don't, I don't understand how you guys – I don't understand how you guys are looking at where you see that Jalen Hurts is the passer that Jameis went. I, I am under a fog here with that. I don't get it. Turnover machine? Hertz wasn't that protective of the football last year. Hertz would have done a lot better if we had better coaching last season. You know, it's funny that you bring that. You bring that up. Okay? Because people, including Xander, even said to me, hey, Sills, you know, when you watch Jalen Hertz quarterback, he looked a little bit better when he was quarterbacking with Doug Peterson. By the way, real quick, Isaac Sayamalu. I think he's nailed down. I don't know. Hey, watch this. From what I'm understanding, uh, Sayamalu's nailed down that right guard position. I don't know how. There's real no contact. But it looks like is going to be the starting right guard on that offensive line, which will make that football team an enormous enormous offensive line. Okay. I mean, you're, you're like six outside of the center. You're like six, five across the, across the board, man. That's a big team. That is an absolute big team. And I said this in the first hour and I want to make sure that I reiterate it one more time here. This Kaiser white kid, man, I think he's going to have a spectacular season here. Okay. 
I really do. I think he's going to have a spectacular season. That was a find for how that might be his best sign for the amount of money, for the need at the position. You know what I'm saying? Boy, he, from everyone that I'm talking to, especially Tracy Rocker, Tracy said the guy runs from field sideline to sideline. And you want to hear what else too? Tracy saying like this, he picked that system up like this. He walked in there and he knew exactly what they wanted, which was awesome. You don't hear anybody making any comments about him. That's a great thing. That means he's doing his job. He's running with the ones. He's going to be, I'll tell you what too. They're saying that he's got a chip on his shoulder because he doesn't understand why Tom Telesco let him roll from the LA Chargers. He's pissed off too. That's a great thing when you get somebody doing that. Yeah, Bone, Sam Alo does have to stay healthy. He stays healthy, man. You know, I mean, my opinion, he's, he, he, he's, boy, I'll tell you something. I'm going to say it again to you guys. Man, what you guys have created in Philadelphia with your seven strong offensive linemen, man, it's really great. You could go to 32 teams. There's no way there's a team in this league that has the depth at the O-line position that the Eagles have. There is no way. I, I think your second team could start on half the lines in the National Football League. Dude, it's impressive. It's impressive. For a football team under the Randall Cunningham era, that didn't have one guy outside of Ron Heller, maybe. And maybe Dave Remington. Okay. You got like seven guys that could play and start in the NFL. Pretty amazing. Deep as hell. <sighs> hey, William, I do think the Chargers, I, I, I said something to Tom Telesco over the week, and I go, Tom, this guy here, man, they're just talking about how great Kaiser White is. Cilio is going to lose his fan base listeners by his apparent bias towards Hertz. Hey, worldwide. So you want me to lie to you that I love his style? This guy wants you to lie to somebody. He wants you to lie that I love the way that he's inaccurate and know this. Hey, worldwide, if Jalen Hurts can't run, he can't play quarterback in the NFL. He would never. If Tom Brady can't run, or Peyton Manning can't run, or Patrick Mahomes can't run, or Josh Allen can't run, or Justin Herbert can't run, they're still playing in the NFL. If Jalen Hurts can't run, he ain't playing in the NFL. When your skill of running is more apparent than your passing ability it's called quarterback not running back playing quarterback out of your mind see the guy likes cheerleaders no you want sales hurts will be good you just have to live with it sooner or later winning changes everything we'll see We'll see if that statement, CGT statement there, that statement doesn't work in San Francisco. 
Hey, Xander, GT statement doesn't work in San Francisco. Okay? You'll have to learn with win. You'll have to learn winning changes everything. Right there. 38 and 16, though, dude. That ain't working in San Fran. They moved off him. Hurts is not a better passer than Mac Jones. Not even close. Matt Jones is going to have a great year this year. Okay? He's going to have a great year. Silio's not an Eagle fan. It's obvious. What's that got to do with how, what I'm saying? Hey, Justin, I think San Francisco's stupid too. And, and by the way, worldwide, I've told you this before. I never said I was an Eagle fan. I said I love the fans. The Eagle fans are awesome. I don't know where you got that from. I don't know where you got it from. I'm becoming really cool in covering the team, but I love the fans more than I do the team. That's as honest as I can be. Anything else? I don't know what else to tell you. You just ask me, I'll tell you. Okay. I think the fans are boss. Check down artist is Mac Jones. So is Tom Brady. We might need a veteran quarterback to play QB2. Then get ready to eat crow this year. <laughs> okay. Get ready to eat crow. <laughs> oh, boy. Get ready to eat crow. <laughs> It's funny when I say this to you guys. I'm gonna, I, I said you're going to be a Final Four team in the NFC, and you're going to win the East, and you're going to win 12 games. What more do you want? What more do you want? Give Hurts a chance. Last year was his rookie year, dude. Seals panders to propaganda to get views. <laughs> I'm not that smart, dude. Okay, I think you think I think ahead like that. Cloat chasing? Just using eagles for popularity? I'm not even sure what that means. Can't have it both ways, Sil. What do you... Oh, what? Oh, Sal says this. I can't have it both ways. What? I can't root for the team? And not like the style of the quarterback? I love the Ravens, the way they played football. Hated Trent Dilfer. I couldn't stand the way Dilfer played football. But they won the Super Bowl. Hey, I thought the Buccaneers were great. My team that I was drafted by... And my friend is Brad Johnson. I never thought Brad was really anything. But you wanted me to go like this. Oh, this guy's elite. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I don't get it. I hated the way Trent Dilfer played. I hated the way Jeff, Jeff Hostetler played when Sims got hurt. What was it, 90? When they won that Super Bowl? And he stepped in after the Bills game. They were 10-0, and too. And Phil was playing great. And then he ended up getting hurt. 
What is it with the hate towards? What is all the hate towards? No, dude. They're, they're upset because I don't like Jalen's football style. Just heard this. The Niners will release Jimmy Garoppolo. No trade. That'd be the greatest thing ever happened to Jimmy G because then he gets to sign his own ticket. That'd be the best thing ever happened to him. It would be a gift from the 49ers too because they don't want to send him to a shitty place. Well, I'll tell you what, man. If I'm Pete Carroll, hey, if you're Pete Carroll, do you make the call to Garoppolo to bring him up there with DK Metcalf? How would you like to bring Jimmy Garoppolo up to Seattle with DK Metcalf? It'd be like Debo Samuel again. You'd have the same guy who you just gave a contract extension to. Boy, that would be unbelievable. Backup that makes 27. Not happening. Well, who, who's who's the quarterback in Seattle? In Seattle, Drew Locke. <laughs> Drew Locke or Geno Smith ain't making that team. Kevin says Seattle wins a division if that happens over the Rams and Niners. I think the Niners are going to win seven games this year. GT, what if you're Washington? Do you bring him in to compete with Wentz? How about Washington getting Garoppolo? Then again, wait a minute. You know, you're right. Because well, what's-his-name makes a lot of money. So Washington's not going to do that. But the Giants is intriguing. Because they didn't pick the option up on Daniel Jones. Right? They didn't pick the option up. Yeah, G- hey, GI, I don't think Washington, because Wentz makes too much money, they're not going to have two guys making $30 million a year on the roster. That's just not going to happen. And plus, like you said, Carson would, dude, that guy would fall in the toilet. Block the Giants from getting him. So the Eagles make a trade. You know, the Eagles can, the Eagles could sign Garoppolo. Your quarterback makes $1.5 million. And Jimmy only makes $24 million. Okay, you could sign him, restructure a contract. Brian says, can we talk a little defense? That's a good good point. We'll do that on the other side here. Hey, guys, don't forget, Gary Cobb, an hour number three at 5.30 Eastern time. Um, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Listen, guys, I've been telling you now for months, Morgan & Morgan is the number one law firm in the country for a reason. They're the number one law firm because they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients because no case is too small when you go to Morgan and Morgan for the people is not a slogan. This is what they do and who they are. As I said, 800 attorneys they're the biggest firm in the country. Nobody's going to intimidate Morgan and Morgan. That's just what they are, who they are. Okay. Offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are ready to do battle for you. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Look, the call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600, open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you.
Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. very much i appreciate some of the people making comments like that sells them hard on you a little bit but uh you make some great points i appreciate it thank you so much man listen that's all this is about here this is all about conversation and having fun about football and that's kind of what i like to do you know nobody should be like in a bad mood or anything when we're having conversations about a player or your favorite team 
That's not what this is. Gary Cobb will join us from Fox 29 in hour number three at 5.30 Eastern. A little bit of programming note. Tomorrow, Carl Peterson, former Eagle executive and general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, will join us tomorrow. I believe that's 5.30 Eastern. Then Michael Irvin will join us Wednesday at 3.30 from the NFL Network, and we will talk with him. So we're looking forward to having all those guys. Tell an Eagle fan, their team sucks bees. <laughs> They're going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Or, or by the way, you know what, too, Xander? You know what, too? It's almost like when you say something bad about one of the players on the team. It's okay. That's called loyal to the soil. Okay? That's right. Peterson hired Dick Vermeil. And we're going to talk a little Dick Vermeil tomorrow with our friend Carl Peterson. He is a great and was a great general manager. I love Carl Peterson. So we'll have him on tomorrow and we'll talk to him about Howie Roseman and the team that he put together here. So that will be tomorrow. Can I ask you guys a question here? How many teams do you think Jalen Hurts could start for if you put him on the open market and the Eagles say walked away from him at the end of the season? Currently, right now, how many places do you think he could start? Of the 32 teams, well, 31, obviously, Eagles. How many teams? Five, that's what I have. I wrote down Carolina, the Giants, Seattle, Atlanta, I think that's it. Maybe, maybe Pittsburgh. I think he could start in Pittsburgh. 12. Are you out of your mind? 12. <laughs> 10 to 12. So you think Chicago would move off of Justin Fields for Jalen Hurts? So you think Jared Goff was won an NFC championship and lost the Super Bowl 14 to 7. You think they would take Jalen Hurts and put him in Detroit and he'd beat out he'd beat out Jared Goff. I don't think so. I actually think they like David Mills, Gabriel. I actually think they like him. NFL standings. Let's take a look at that. Not starting in Buffalo. He's not starting in Miami. He's not starting in New England. And he's not starting with the Jets. So the entire AFC East, he can't start. He's not starting in Cincinnati. He's not starting in Cleveland. He's starting in Pittsburgh. He's surely not starting in Baltimore. He's not starting in Tennessee. He's not starting in Indianapolis. He'd battle, I think, David Mills in Houston. And he's not starting in Jacksonville. AFC West. <laughs> I'm not even going to go over to AFC West because he ain't starting in one division there. He, he, one team in that division either. It's not close. He'd be lucky. He'd, he'd be a backup in that entire division. 
He's not beating Dak out. He beat Daniel Jones out. Um, Carson Wentz, I don't know. I don't think he beat him out. Chicago, I don't think Chicago would move off of Justin Fields. I don't think Detroit would move off of uh, Jared Goff. If they move off of Jared Goff, it's going to be for a guy in the draft. He's not beating Aaron Rodgers out, and he's not beating Cousins out. In the South, he New Orleans, he couldn't beat Jameis Winston out in New Orleans. Brady. He, he could compete in Carolina. He's not beating Stafford out. He's not beating Murray out. He's not beating Trey Lance out. He, he play in Seattle. So there's like five teams. You want to pay a guy $45 million for a guy who could play only in five teams in the league. That's crazy. That's crazy. AFC West, dude, he ain't playing one. There's nobody he's beating out in the AFC West. What are you, nuts? Ryan Hill last year with the Titans. Well, Richie, he just led them to the number one seed. He took Wentz's job. No, he didn't, Jeff. He was given Wentz's job. He didn't earn that job. He was given it. Hertz literally took Wentz's job in Philly. No, he was given it. He didn't earn it. What game did he earn that job? He's had one game. The Saints game may be in his first year starting that you went he was good in. Wentz buckled. That's why they moved him. There was more of a hatred in the building for him. Okay? Gabriel, he was given the gig. He was. He didn't earn that job. He didn't win it. Tannehill won that job over Mariota. They benched Mariota, and he won it. He's 33 and 13 since he's been the starter there. Okay? Dak is going to make you eat your words. I, we'll see. Dak Prescott hasn't done shit in Dallas. Dak Prescott's numbers are empty calorie numbers. Okay? They're empty calories. I look at Dak Prescott and I go like this. Okay? And? Starting quarterback of the Cowboys making $45 million a year and you've won one playoff game. Do you know that Tom Brady has more playoff wins in his two years than the Cowboys have had in 30. That's crazy. Do you know, get this, if Brady gets to the Super Bowl this year, do you know that he would have won more games in the NFC than any quarterback in NFL history in only three years of play in the NFC? Jerry Jones laughs at Hurts. Hey, BKN, okay, I bet you Jerry Jones ain't laughing when he hands that paycheck every Tuesday to Dak Prescott for shitting the bed every year that he's out there. You could talk, hey, we could say all this stuff about Jalen Hurts here, but I'll say this to you. Jalen Hurts is going to win more ball games this year than Dak Prescott will, and Dak's ass is going to be on fire this year. Don't let Jalen have a better season 
when it comes to wins than Dak. And God forbid the kid wins a playoff game and he gets into the final four, Dak Prescott's career will be on fire because I would have buyer's remorse. A guy making $1.5 million is going to have more wins than a guy making $45 million in the NFC East. That I will bank on. Cowboys ain't making the playoffs. Winning is a team. Yeah, okay. Whatever, dude. Dak leads the league in passing yards per game. Great, and it got you a bounce in the opening round by Jimmy Garoppolo. And he went into your building and kicked the shit out of you. Congratulations. How'd that plan out for you? Guy making 40. No, got, no, actually, last year he made $75 million to get bounced in the opening round. Hey, I'll tell you what. The Eagles at least ended the season on a high note. They made the postseason. They got to a playoff game. The Cowboys won 12 ball games and got crushed. <laughs> I mean, right? Man. Dak on the Eagles would be in the NFC Championship game. That that may be. Dak on the Cowboys right now ain't going anywhere. Big Pickett says Cowboys don't have enough dogs. No. Here's the problem there, BKN, about your boys. The Dallas Cowboys like being TV stars instead of football players. Okay, being a Dallas Cowboy guy, it's cool. I'm a TV star. I'm always on TV. Big guy, right? Yeah, get into games that matter, you get spanked. I get spanked. I do like the tight end they have. Greg goes, Skip Bayless has the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl every year. Skip Bayless. You know why he says that? Why does he say that? If you watch that Undisputed, what's the two topics they hit on at nauseum? Cowboys and LeBron. I mean, it's not a very well-produced show. <laughs> it's not. But those are your meat needle movers. Okay? Jerry Jones loves the spotlight. And that's right, Bleach. Jerry Jones loves the spotlight. And get this, Jimmy Johnson likes winning. That's the difference. That's the difference. Okay? The difference is there when you're talking about Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. Jimmy just, he only cared about winning ball games. Jerry Jones cares about ratings. Okay? That's what an owner should care about. We'll stay out of Jimmy's sandbox. He couldn't do it. You imagine this. Jerry Jones is so egotistical that he compromised the team's success on winning on the field because he wanted to be a TV star and a Hall of Famer. He went into the Hall of Fame on the back of Jimmy Johnson. He's not really a good football guy. You wouldn't consider Jimmy... Or Jerry Jones, a good football person, would you? I mean, if he was a normal general manager, he'd have been fired, what, 20 years ago? BKN, Jerry Jones laughs at Hurts. Jerry's quarterback leads the league in passing. Congratulations to you. 
big old stat king, empty galleries. Then you get into postseason and you get spanked. Congratulations to you. I'm sure Dak will be a fine addition to the ring of nobodies. <laughs> the ring of honor. Put Tony Romo in that thing. That'd be great. What's he got? One playoff win too? The, he, here are the new guys going into the ring of honor because, you know, you're running out of Jimmy's guys. And he won't put Jimmy in the ring of honor. So he's got to put other guys in the ring of honor. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> I bet you Tony Romeo makes it. You watch. I bet you Tony Romeo gets into the Cowboy Hall of Fame one day. M. Reyes, I think it is the Jimmy Johnson curse. Let's get over to the defense. I do want to talk a little about the Eagle defense. I think it's really – hey, look, we're at the top of the hour. Perfect, because we have Gary Cobb, who's going to be coming up in this hour here. And we'll talk to Gary at 5.30 Eastern time from Fox 29. Guys, please hit the like button. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. I do want to hit on the defense. And I do think it was awesome last night, 30,000 fans at the link watching a scrimmage. I think that's fantastic. Hit the like button. Please keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
three national football show with your boy big sales boy are we rolling man gary cobb bottom of the hour from fox 29 we look forward to talking with him word is in washington that carson wentz is a little shaky um not concerned but when a coach throws that out He's letting everyone know, well, it's not so much of a concern, but it is something for me to address. Don't make it a concern. I love that fair coaching. You don't hear any of that in Philadelphia. Now, by the way, Jimmy Johnson coached that way too, the same way Nick Sirianni is. I didn't ever remember anybody getting dragged across the coals like that. I don't ever remember Jimmy Johnson dragging anybody across the coals going, this guy sucks, that guy sucks. There was always positive reinforcement for his players. And if he was going to do it, he did it publicly. He did it privately. Now, it's a different era today. You know, sometimes coaches use social media or they use the media in general to get a comment out that they want that player and his agent and his representatives to address. So I I get it. It's different because if Jimmy had a problem with us, he would come to us personally and talk to us about it. Hey, you're not getting this done, dude. What do we have to do to make us better? Tell us, tell us what we need to do. That's how he would come to you. What's, what, what, what are you not seeing? And what you didn't want was the third time because the third time meant you were not playing. And he'd pull your ass out of there. That's how he coached you. Hey, what are you seeing? Then he would go, well, what else do you need for us to help you see this? Jimmy wanted to make sure that he gave every single player an opportunity at success. But he did that stuff more as an individual coaching style. And he would come to you and face you face to face and go, Hey, I'm hearing that it's not working here. Why? And if the player didn't give him good enough reason or his performance didn't give him good enough reason, coach Johnson would remove that guy and put another guy in there. Hey, football has no feelings. That's the problem that some of you have here. Is that football has no feelings when it comes to players either succeeding or failing. You guys put the emotion into it. You know, when you're cut or you're elevated to being a starter, it's, 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 it's great emotions either way. But the NFL doesn't give a shit how you feel if you get benched or if a coach says something negative towards a player or a group or – a coaching staff, that's too bad. I guess sometimes I have to always make sure that I temper it because I'm talking to you how coaches talk to us. And I see why you guys come off. And I thought about it in the timeout here. I thought about it a little bit in the timeout, how you guys must hear me sometimes and it sounds like it's hating. It's not hating. It's how coaches talk to you. Hey, that's not good enough, son. The good ones will tell you right to your face. Hey, or get this, 
Next day, you wake up, you look at the depth chart, you're number two. No questions asked, no nothing. You know why you're in the second team. You haven't been playing well. That's how they do it. There's no explanation. I don't owe you an explanation why I put you on the second team. You guys want explanations. Players don't get explanations why they get yanked and sat or traded or cut. That's why A.J. Brown's got a bitch about still the Titans. How he got moved off of because the Titans didn't want to pay him. Titans don't care. They went into the draft and got a kid from Arkansas. They don't care because A.J. Brown was not a focal point on that team. They looked at A.J. Brown as a very good football player on the Titans. That was kind of a, a an important part, but not really. They didn't need him last year. They still won the number one seed. They still got the bye. And he missed four games. Him missing four games last year is the reason why they moved off him. They didn't need him. They didn't need him, and they weren't going to pay him. He wanted $25 million. They said, forget it. And A.J. Brown is still butthurt over that. Well, everybody else is still on their team, and they got their money. How come I'm not? Well, because they don't look at you that way. And John Robinson's a hell of a GM, and the Titans are a hell of an organization. Mike Vrabel's the reigning NFL coach of the year. Hello? Right, Stephen? It's shitty. It's Stephen, hard truths? It's shitty truths. I hate it. Vrabel definitely cared. I never heard him make a comment that he cared. Seals Monday rhetoric? It's not rhetoric. It's re- No, no, no. I'll replace that word rhetoric with reality. It's called reality. A.J. Brown was four games last year. Here. Let's make sure we're correct because... Midwest Eagle fan is saying one to three games he missed. Let's take a look at that. A.J. Brown stats. According to Wikipedia, Let's see. Abe stats. Here we go. Let's double check on that. Missed four games. Games played, 13. Games started, 13. He missed four games last year. By the way, how many games did Derrick Henry miss? Derrick Henry stats. Let's see here. Derrick Henry last year. This is incredible. Derrick Henry missed nine games. So get this. Last year, Ryan Tannehill lost Derrick Henry for nine games. A.J. Brown for four and they still won the and they still won the bye and were the top seed in the AFC. Wow. That's coaching. That's a hell of a coaching staff. That's getting it done. So you don't have Derrick Henry for 9 games and you don't have AJ Brown for 4 and you still are the number 1 seed in the AFC. With Ryan Tannehill. That's crazy great. M. Reyes says that doesn't justify bailing on A.J. AJ, uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, it does. 
The Patriots constantly bailed on players they weren't going to ever pay. They were never going to pay Darrell Rivas the money he wanted. They were never going to pay Stephon Gilmore the money he wanted. They were never going to pay Chandler Jones the money they wanted. They were never going to pay Randy, Randy Moss the money he wanted. They were never going to do that. When they had Tom Brady in the building, they didn't, they didn't, they never paid top dollar for those guys. Hell, they never paid top dollar for Tom Brady. One to three. He missed four games. One and three without AJ. Still the top seed. Still the top seed. Get get this. So they're saying they were one and three without AJ. You think that AJ Brown was the reason they were one and three? Oh my God. Let's take a look at that. Tennessee Titans, 2021. The Titans will play. Tennessee Titans, 2021 results. Let's see here. Here they go right here. Here we go. So it was week week eight. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. So they would go on and beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. They would go on and beat the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots. Excuse me. They beat the 49ers. And by the way, what are you talking about one and three without them? They finished the season. They finished one, two, three, four, five, six. Their last six games, they were four and two. Look at who they beat last year, too. They beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams. The 49ers, what a damn good year, man. Oh, I know, Ryan Tannehill sucks. How he's betting 100 million A.J. Brown was the reason for the Titans' success. Smile, you really think the reason for the Titans' success is A.J. Brown and not Derrick Henry? Cilio, without the Seattle defense, Russell won't win a Super Bowl. It's a team sport. I actually think Denver's got some good players. I think they're pretty good in Denver. The AFC South was all about dysfunction, chaos. Well, what about the fact they beat the defending world champion Rams? They did beat the Rams. So they beat the Rams and they beat the 49ers, the two teams that made it to the NFC championship game. Pretty impressive. Mike Vrabel is a great coach. Daz, I love Vrabel. I, I, I personally, in my opinion, I think that Mike Vrabel is going to be the next head football coach of the New England Patriots when Belichick retires. If I were Bob Kraft, I'd do everything and I'd move heaven and earth to get him as my coach in New England and not Josh McDaniel. I, I look at Mike Vrabel and I think Mike Vrabel, I, I look at him and go, well, I'd rather have Vrabel over Kyle Shanahan. 
Kyle Shanahan is 7-28 and 28 without Garoppolo. This guy won the top seed in the AFC without Henry and without A.J. Brown. I'm taking that. That's coaching. No matter who's hurt, no matter who's injured, no matter who's available, you win ballgames. That's freaking unbelievably great coaching. Let me tell you something. Don't lose Jordan Mulata. You'll have problems on that eagle line when it comes to protecting Jalen Hurts. Don't lose Dallas Goddard. And by the way, if you lose A.J. Brown or you lose Devontae, that team's in trouble. Jalen, Jalen Hurts has to have everything perfect around him to be successful. Same as Dak. Same as a lot of quarterbacks. Same as Jimmy G. Jimmy G's not winning ball games without Debo Samuel on the field. That's a fact. Okay? He's not winning ball games if that guy's not on the 49er field. I, I give you that. Grable's a great player. No excuses from Grable. He's tough as hell. His players love him. Steven, the way he motivates those, those players is spectacular. He's such a good coach. Okay? Such a good coach. Hey, and I, I've said this to you before. I think still the... the Verdict is out on the Eagle coaching staff. I don't like this approach that everybody is all rah-rah and everybody's doing great in camp and, you know, you're not defending anything and these scrimmages. I want to say this, though. Man, to see the fans out there like that, those videos that the Eagles have on their website, and to see 30,000 fans at Lincoln Financial yesterday was awesome. That's great support. Okay. That is unbelievable. Even A.J. Brown commented on it. He's like, man, 30,000? It's like a college atmosphere. Xander knows this. When you go to Alabama spring game, dude, there's like 95,000 fans watching the red and white game. Have you ever been to a red and white game? I have. When you go to a red and white game, dude, that stadium is packed. Okay, Bryant Denny Stadium, man, that thing is packed. Got a hundred thousand in for spring football. That's kind of what that environment was yesterday. Eagles had thirty thousand fans in there. Ten bucks a ticket. That's great to go watch. You know your favorite football players throw it around a little bit. That's really great. Great support, man. Okay. Eagle fans are excited as well. They should be. They should be. They got a good roster this year. Dan, you think the Eagles win the Super Bowl if Belichick plays his Pro Bowl corner? Malcolm Butler? Hawk, I never know, and I never, ever found out why that went down like that. Okay, I, I heard it was over Butler being late to a meeting, you know? the night before, and he didn't play him. He, I don't even think he was activated. I don't know. I, I never found out what happened there. Okay, I never did. I mean, I've I've talked to Jimmy Johnson about it because he sees Bill all the time. Bill comes down and talks to JJ. When, when Belichick is going around all the Southern colleges, he stops and sees Jimmy at Almorada. You know, I, I, I never, and I've always asked him, I go, why did he 
Why did he de? It wasn't that he benched him. He deactivated him for the game. He wasn't even active for that game. And you're like, okay. I don't think Malcolm Butler's ever been the same since that game. All ticket sales go to Eagles Autism. Spectacular. That's great. Would you like to see a quarterback controversy in Philly? No. No. I want to get the right guy. I don't want any controversy. Just get the right guy. There's no need for controversy. And, and that's one thing that the Eagles have done here with Jalen. There's no controversy. They told Gardner Minshew to sit the hell down and shut the hell up. Okay? They told him that. Shut up. Sit down. It's what it is. Okay? You're not ever going to be the starting quarterback in Philadelphia. Can you imagine trading for a guy like Gardner Minshew and telling him you'll never start here ever on a consistent basis as a starting quarterback in Philadelphia. Can you imagine telling a player that you have no chance of starting how frustrating that must be to be the backup quarterback in Philly that you have no chance of playing. And they told you that. And you know, in your heart, you're a better passer than him. If I were Minshew, I'd want the hell out of here. I wouldn't want to stay here. I want to go to a place where at least I can maybe play. There's a lot of places with shitty quarterbacks. I just happen to be in Philadelphia right now, and they're using me as trade bait or trying to trade for a higher draft pick. The Colts offered a third round for him. They didn't want to move off it. Eagles said no. That's why they got uh, Nick Foles. Gardner Minshew was going to be the backup quarterback to somebody in, New in uh, Indianapolis. He was. And Foles may have been in Philly if that went down. Because Hertz is that damn good. Well, congratulations. You beat out Gardner Minshew. Hell of an accomplishment. <laughs> Brian goes, but he does have a chance because Jalen's a running quarterback. Hey, let me you know, let me slide over to the defense before Gary Cobb comes on with us here from Fox 29, former NFLer and a Jacob sports contributor. We so appreciate him coming aboard with us as he does each and every single Monday. Look, I do think that the big question mark for this football team this year is going to be how they put all these new pieces in. James Bradbury looks like he's as advertised. Looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know what the advantage is, too, that James Bradbury has this year? Can you imagine that you get the opportunity to still stay in the same division that you've been in your entire career, and all you're doing is basically changing zip codes and going south on 95 for an hour or two? Can you imagine that? Shit, your kids may still be going to the same school in New Jersey where you lived when you were playing with the Giants. Do you know what an advantage that is? James Bradbury's got to be in a comfort zone right now like no other. He knows the opponents he's going to be playing against. He's game-planned them for the last couple of years. That is such a huge deal. You're, you're playing against the Cowboys twice where you game-planned them. For the last few years, same with the Giants. And hell, you know the personnel that's on the Giants now because you've gone against them in practice. He's going to have a hell of a year because he, 
it's not going to be that big of a reach to think that he's not going to be a factor in the division. How could you not think he's not going to be a factor in the division? He knows everybody he's lining up against. And there's, it's not like he's going from one conference to another and one coach to another. Like if, if he went, even if he was in with the Giants and say he had to go over to the Jets, shit, man, you still got to game plan against a whole new set of guys in the AFC East. What an absolute advantage you have that if you're James Bradbury, you get an opportunity to stay um, in the NFC East. And it looks like it's absolutely paid off. All right, let's get over to our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Gary, am I right when I say that? You know, Bradbury's been one of those guys who's really looked great um, during the camp here. Would you agree that what an advantage it is for him right now for him to be able to stay in that division? Well, he's even said, it. Um, like when I was talking to him and talking about the Eagles receivers, he knows all of them. You know, he's evaluated most of all these guys. So, and, and you know, he's a cerebral player. You know, he's a smart guy, which is good. And and, and he's a, a hard worker. The guy is a pro. So I like that. You know, when you add a guy to the team like that, he's going to help a lot of your younger guys progress because he's serious about practice. He's serious about being prepared to play. Uh, you know, he's talking over you know, the uh, different responsibilities and everything. He's really like a coach having him out there because he's that kind of guy. But he definitely knows uh, the rest of the division, and he's going to help the guys get ready for it because he studied all of the division. And you can see that he, he's a guy that plays with his smarts. And he even said it. He says, look, I'm not the fastest corner. So he said, I, I got to have an advantage. I got to know what they like to do. And especially when you're dealing with, you know, speedy guys, he knows they have a certain advantage. Now, he's, he's got some size, so he works well against big receivers. And um, he's a professional, though. I, you can pick that up right away. And, you know, uh, with Darius Slay, you know, Darius is like the Mr. Entertainment. But Bradbury is Mr. Business. And you he's, can he's, see it. You can yeah. see it, like you said, Gary, his professionalism. Yeah. yeah. Gary, you know, am I right when I say this? Maybe the most impressive player – so far in training camp has been Kaiser White. Have you been impressed with him? Uh, I have been impressed with him, no doubt about it. And, you, you know, you can see there's certain things about him again. That's why, you know, some of these guys, the Eagles have added. When you add professionals, see, that's different than, than adding a guy who's coming in and got to learn. No, they come in and right away he says, hey, we do a lot of the things the Eagles were doing last year. He says we play a lot of the same defenses. You know, they just have a different name. But he's used to doing a lot of the same things. And you can see, again, professional, serious, practices hard, you know, prepared. Uh, those kind of guys are going to help you immediately. And, and they're going to help this team because last year, you know, at times, you know, they, they made mistakes, you know, and they weren't able to do everything they can do. Now, I can see where the coach wants to be able to show a lot of things. That's one reason the offense is struggling is because the defense is outplaying them. And the Eagles' defense is showing a lot of different schemes that they didn't show last year. So these are things that really giving the, the, the Eagles' offense some trouble because they're showing different looks. And uh, that says something a lot about these guys they're bringing in are guys that know pro football. Gary, I love that. And 
I heard somebody make a comment to me today about Mac Jones struggling in New England. And I was thinking of this, and you know this as well as I do. Mm-hmm. A second-year quarterback, all of a sudden these coordinators now have the book on this kid. You've got to improve your knowledge of the game in your second year, more so than the physical part of it. And I took away from that comment in New England. Yeah. You've got the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the league throwing things at you that you struggled in last year, and they're working on it. Could yeah. that be a little bit of what they're doing here with Jalen a little bit too and throwing I, I, him looks that maybe he struggled with a year ago and seeing how he reacts? Uh, no doubt about that. You know, they are putting him through it uh, because, you know, they're not just jumping in simple zones and everything. They're mixing things up and uh, they're blitzing him at times. They're, they're changing things up. And really, you know, it's tough on him, but this is what he's going to face when he gets against good teams. You know, they're not just going to come out and, and jump in something that's simple uh, and, you know, so that he can easily decipher what they're in. And this is what he ran up against against Tampa in that playoff game. You got to, experienced team that's going to show you some different looks. In fact, it's going to show you some things you, they haven't shown anybody else. And, and you know, that's what they do. And it takes you a while to say, okay, uh, now they were doing this, now they're doing that. And you have to make adjustments. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they're able, able to do that. Uh, but but he, he's, he struggled, you know. He's, he would have to admit himself that he struggled with seeing some of these things to where you got seven on seven and he's holding the ball. And he's not, th- you know, he winds up not throwing the ball. He's scrambling. I mean, you don't scramble on seven on seven. Let me ask you this, Gary. Yeah. And I think this is going to go towards what we're going to look at this year. And I'll ask you this. Do you think that the Philadelphia Eagles this year to win ball games are going to be balanced? Or do you think that they're going to resort back like they did last year to being a run-dominant team? Do you think that they do that? and go back to what they did because on what you're saying right now, boy, I'll tell you what, I'd hate to start the season out like they did last year, two and five. Yeah, you know, but I I don't think they will. Um, But I do think right now, you know, the things they do best, and I've been out there at practice, hey, what they do best is running the football, play action pass, throwing the ball to A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. And, you know, it's hard to cover those guys, you know, because the times they have the – Z is in motion, you know, and you don't know where he's at. Everybody doesn't know where he's at. And, you know, he's going to be difficult to cover. And then you got to tackle him after he catches the ball. And the same thing with Goddard. So that's what they've done best, meaning like the the Eagles defense hasn't been able to stop them from doing that. Now, those aren't big games, but they'll be first downs. You know, they're going to be first downs. So right now, that's where they're at. And I I think the Eagles would be dishonest if if they wouldn't admit that. But. I think they could win with that for a while, but they've got to advance. Uh, you got to advance where in the drop back pass game, like you got to do a lot of times on third down, you know, Jalen's got to improve there and uh, they've got to improve there. You know, I, I think they'll continue to put in all of the offense. So everything is not in yet. So, uh, so I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them that, but they know they got to make improvement. They, everybody knows they got to get better. Why is Nicobe Dean struggling? Well, I think the thing that he is, is, you know, it's um, I, I just don't think he's in there a lot. Uh, I've been seeing some of the time he's getting, but it just Gary, seems is like he hurt? Gary, is he hurt? I, I don't know that he's hurt. I mean, if he is, 
you know, I don't know that he's hurt. Uh, I, I have seen him do some good things, like really like pass coverage, you know, but I don't see him doing much on when they get in there and they're doing the, the team drill with the, with the defense where he's making a lot of plays on the run, against the run. So I think right now the thing they would think about is uh, if they're going to put him in there, it's going to be on third down, which is understandable. I think that's his strength. Now, if he's banged up or something, I don't know that. Uh, I don't see him limping. So I can't say that that's it, but um, you know he he he. Uh, you can see he's learning. I mean, it's this is this is new stuff for him. Absolutely. Um, I would say that one of the surprises, or maybe not a surprise to you, has been Jordan Davis. I mean, he's looked pretty good so far, right? And he's in yeah. shape. Can you see him being more of a factor in the rotation? Well, I I think that uh, you know he's done some things as a pass rusher. You know, just with his brute force. You know, he's had he's created problems for some of the Eagles blockers there when they go one on one. The whole thing is you wonder how much he would be one on one. But, you know, just as a guy who could push the center back some if he just pushed the center back just a little bit and raise his arms, that's going to create problems because you can't throw over the middle because he's standing there with his arms up. He's so tall. So if he could just do that, that would be uh, something that'd be a, a plus. But clearly, they're working with him on his pass rush moves and developing him as a pass rusher. And, you know, he's an extraordinary athlete. I mean, he's a specimen with the long arms. You know, he's, he's got speed. He's 330 pounds, you know, just a gargantuan of a man. So the thing he has been doing, though, is stuffing up that middle, though. You can't run up that middle with him in there because uh, he, he just does a great job. Even though he's got all that height, he, they, don't, they can't move him out of there with a double team. Two last questions for you. Is mm-hmm. Am I right to say that Sayamalo has won the right guard position? Uh, from what I can see, yeah, he's, he's been the, the best. And, and they have, a, you know, he's got experience. So he already got, he has credibility with the, with the staff. And so right now I'd say, yeah, that's pretty much a shoe-in. It's a, it's a done deal that he is, he's the guy there at that, uh, that guard spot. Gary, final question for you. I saw a video yesterday of Jalen throwing the ball to AJ and that's where AJ's going to be a stud is those, those, those jump balls in the end zone. You yeah. and I both agree he's going to be a red zone freak yeah. because he's just going to out physical people. Yeah. But here's what I, here's what I take away from it. Well, when you're not going to get hit and you're the quarterback and you know that how much can you really take away from that drill and what you're doing when you know you're not getting hit and when the bullets are real, I should use that term yeah. um, with respect. But, I mean, how, how, do I, how, how do I look at that, okay? Because he knows he's not going to get hit by any D lineman. Yeah. And you know you're going to go jump ball. I mean, are, what are you well, taking away from it? Well, the, the thing that I see that they have that's very difficult to deal with is they're going to have a running attack, okay? The play-action pass, you, you know, when they go play-action, you got to honor that run fake if you're a linebacker. And so if they got him man-to-man, A.J., you know, you got one guy's got to cover him, and it's going to be tough not to stop him from at least just running a short route and getting the ball in his hands. And see, once you get the ball in his hands, then, you know, he's running back. Because that's, I mean, it's a big, strong guy. And so, uh, you know, I'm out here at a golf tournament, and and, uh, a guy that is very similar to him, not as big, but Urban Fryer. You know, Urban Fryer. And I told Urban, I said, you know what? He's a lot like you because Urban Fryer made a living 
uh, of catching balls, running with the ball after the catch. He, he was playing, uh, you know, that Z spot where he's, they're moving him around. They're moving him into the slot. They're getting the ball in his hands. And, you know, he's, he's not downfield as much, but he's catching a lot of short passes. And that's what I see them doing with A.J. Brown. And I, I think that that's what they're thinking is. And it's something to be difficult to stop because you got that running game. And the linebackers, we can't be worried about A.J. Brown, and they're running the ball at you, see? So then that opens up all that middle area to guys like the tight end and A.J. Brown. So you got Goddard and Brown. That's where they've had success. Other areas, they, they just struggle. I mean, a lot of times Jalen doesn't get the ball out of his hands, and he's not sure when he's throwing it. You can see he's not throwing it in confidence times when he is throwing it. So um, they've struggled there, you know, from what I've seen out there at camp. So they got to do better there. But right now they have a running game, and they've got A.J. Brown and Goddard into their passing game after that. And then, you know, Smith has been hurt, so he hasn't been out there. Um so that's what I've seen. They've gone deep sometimes to Quez Watkins. So you think Jalen Hurts has struggled? Without a doubt. I, I think I think anybody would have to admit that. In fact, the coach has said it's been up and down. I mean, what he says, oh, yeah, there's been up and down. Now, the first day, he looked great. It was one, two, three, and the ball was out. One, two. But see, they were they were they were running simple coverages and things. And I think they, they've mixed things up now. They're showing him all of their all of the defensive coverages and things because they've got these experienced corners. And I will tell you, uh, so if anything he's got going for him is the Eagles defense is better, much better than they were last year, especially when it comes to pass defense. Think about it. you got two Pro Bowl level corners. Avante Maddox is playing real good in the slot. And you, you got some safeties that are doing their job and, and they're tough to throw the ball against. That's pretty much what it is, you know? So, you know, that's that's the plus is that their defense is better than it was. Okay, now I'm going to end with this. Please tell me you're not a scratch golfer, too. No, come on. Yeah, I'm a scratchy. <laughs> Dude, I'm a I, 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 I was going to have a problem with you, man, because no. you were a star baseball player, a star football player. Hey. I know you played hoop, too. Hey, hey. I'm just going to – if you were a scratch not, golfer, that's it, not, Gary. Not, not much of a golfer, not much of a golfer, but I tell you what. Uh, I got Urban Fryer going. No, Urban said, "Man, it's about you know whatever you know." He he want to get his. Oh, his, by the uh, way, that's mentions. a different dude today than what he was when he first got in the league. Oh, no doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. But he had some great years for the Eagles. He did. He did. And, and I I think AJ could have that kind of year for them, which is a hundred catches type type of thing, because they they're gonna be throwing him the ball, uh, and was, hopefully the, the offense, the pass offense will continue to grow uh, and expand and and, uh, and get better as they go. That's what I'm sure they're hoping. Gary, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate right. it. Thank you, Gary. All right. Have a good one. You got it. Gary Cobb from Fox 29. We will hit on what Gary Cobb just said. He said anybody with a right mind would know that Jalen Hurts has been struggling in camp. Well, that's the first I've heard any media guy in Philadelphia say that he's been struggling in camp. Hit the like button. We'll respond next. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Sales National Football Show, please hit the like button. Gary Cobb just texted me and says that he's been to pretty much every single Eagle practice and said that his takeaway is he's completely struggling. Well, he's the first guy that I've heard say that. I think John McMullen has kind of said that. Xander, am I right when I say that? Okay, am I right when I say that? Okay. Man. Did not know Jalen was struggling all camp. End of the day, it's only practice. Still not a good look. I believe that's why John McMullen believes that they're going to resort back to running the ball. (laughs) <laughs> text him back. He lost his practice pass. <laughs> hey, stir that pot. Kevin, I didn't say it. Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And by the way, am I right when I say this? Don't, don't Aren't Eagle games aired on Fox 29? 
during the regular season? Aren't NFC games on the um, on Fox? Wow. I know he's on their post game show. You love to hear that, Big Sills. I <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Bob Marley, stir it up. Rohan Marley's a dear friend of mine. Man. Man. He's struggling. Ugh. That's a damn shame to hear. Jeff says it. The Eagles should go get Jimmy G right now. You get Jimmy G, you're a Super Bowl contender. Paul says John McMullen has stated the same thing. No real progress and hurts his game this camp. Wow. Okay. Now it's starting to fall in line with what Big Sills has been saying. Oh, I see. John McMullen and Gary Cobb say it. Well, it must be news now. <laughs> I've been telling you the whole time. There's no way he improved. Just because you added A.J. Brown, that don't mean he's improved. EC1, WTF is Gary Gobbler. <laughs> oh, he's just a 12-year NFL guy. That's all he is. Just played 12 years. <laughs> Nobody special. Jalen will be the NFC quarterback MVP this season, big sales. You should worry about your boy, too. They're both idiots. <laughs> I don't think John McMullen's an idiot. And I've known Gary Cobb since I was 10 years old. Okay? Won a national championship, too, when he was at Southern Cal. KO, last night didn't wow me. I think the fans, man, 30,000 fans. Being at the link, I think that's pretty dope. So it's good Hurts having a tough time at camp. Yeah, GT. Okay. Let's apply it here, too. Maybe that's what they are. Hey, and by the way, too, GT, one thing also, right? Doesn't this say a little bit about the defensive secondary now? Okay. Probably sec hey, means the secondary is better. Get a better football group over there now. Stop hating on hurts. We will go out. You're hating on my guy. <laughs> Wipe your tears, dude. All around auto service sales. You know I love you, man. It's all good. He's talking about my guy. Yeah. <laughs> defense is great, man. Nate, I think that's a great sign that's going to tell us that the defense has improved with the Eagles this year. But Gary's saying that he leaves the pocket still too early. He's struggling finding his progressions. Shit, sounds like the same dude to me. Gary Cobb insinuated the Eagles secondary is contributing to Hurts' struggles. Yeah, I agreed. Nate, you're right. Okay, Nate, you're right. The defense being better does hurt jail, does help Jalen. John McMullen is well-respected among his I, – I, I completely agree. I, I love John's work. I think he does great stuff. Michael Wren is almost here, man. Put on the big boy pants. Wow, man. 
Gary Cobb. I had to, because you know what I was doing? When we were doing the interview, I finally had, I, I was listening to him saying, anybody in their right mind would know that he's struggling. Right? <laughs> Xander goes like, hey, Xander's like, hey, um, like, you know, Rocky, hey, I went to go Gazo, you know, he's good for it, you know. I got 125 yard, you know. He's good for it. Yeah, he's good for it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, he doesn't wear a jacket, you know, he can't go to work. And then he's sick. Then let me worry about it, Rock, all right? You just go get the rent. <laughs> uh, hurts watching these, like, F these people, BKN. What do you mean? When someone's when someone's giving you a fair evaluation and you don't like hearing what they're saying, you, you say F you? Smart. You must be a great conversationalist. Well, I don't like what I'm hearing. F you. <laughs> okay. Why wouldn't he struggle going? He, a top, oh, wait a minute. So the Eagles are a top five defense now? He's... He's, he's the top five defense now? Wow. I notice you mostly have people on who agree with your narrative. Typically, sports me Philly sports media personalities. Well, Stu, last week I had Bill Romanowski tell me that practicing in full gear didn't matter and it had extended his career, and I think – that today's NFL guys don't practice hard. And that went against everything I preached and everything I said in my narrative. Bill Romanowski shot that down. So that's not true. I don't know what these people are going to say, and I don't do that. I don't like yes men. I don't put people on to just like go along with me. I actually hate that dude. That's why I like having conversation with folks. I would never do that. Hey, you agree with me, right? Hey, you agree with me, right? Totally awful. Dan, can we beat Minnesota on defense? We'll find out. Who's covering Justin Jefferson? Okay. <laughs> uh, Sills, the rent check bounce. Call Howie as soon as possible. Jalen Hurts is struggling in camp. Okay. Wait until Michael Irvin comes on. That'll be Wednesday. Who's covering Justin Jefferson? Okay. Who's covering Justin Jefferson on the Eagles? Darius Slay? Who would you take in that battle? Darius Slay or Justin Jefferson? Who would you take? A Bradbury? <laughs> okay. So he doesn't do well against big body wideouts. Well, that guy is probably the best wide receiver in the league. Slay all day over Justin Jefferson. He's got 3,000 yards in two years and 200 catches. Uh, we're going to find out. Week two, Lincoln Financial, home opener. How you doing? Bradbury's going to be physical on Justin Jefferson. 
DK Metcalf torched a slay. This guy saying Sills gets stiffs on, and he uh, and he answers with Michael Irvin coming on to hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian says, Sil, should the Eagle faithful be worried this year? No. Just don't have too high expectations for your quarterback. That's all I would say. And you've won 12 games. I, w- I wouldn't know. I, I don't think so. I just don't have a three turnover game. And don't do that crap that they did against the Giants in the Meadowlands. I think you're going to throw the ball 36 times. Don't do that, or you'll get your team behind the sticks again. Listen here. The Philadelphia Eagles can't be third and long this year like they were a year ago. They got to win first and second down. The only way you do that is run the ball. I completely agree with John McMullen. Okay? I completely agree with John. They're going to resort back to what they did a year ago, and they know they have to. And that's going to mean this. They're going to go into the draft and they're going to prepare for a quarterback and they're going to take one. That's plain and simple. If they have to resort back to running the ball more to win ball games, there's going to be a time. I heard Rob say this on Sports Take earlier. There's going to be a game where he's got it, like the Cowboy game. I think this. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to make some passes in those Cowboy games if you want to beat him. Or they're going to beat you. You're going to have to make plays in the passing game. You know, I, I, you know what's funny? I can't think of one dramatic pass last year or any kind of passes that mattered last year where I saw that it was the difference in the ball game. And it was so one-dimensional and one-sided that that's got to change. Hey, you guys are beating up on all the stiffs in the league. That's great. I get it. You're supposed to because they're on the schedule. I understand it. But man, if you want to be somebody, you got to beat the Rams. You got to beat the Bucks. You got to beat the Cowboys. You know, I was watching that Dick Vermeil interview, right? Xander, you know what's crazy? Dick Vermeil got to Philadelphia and he said the number one thing that we have to do, we got to beat Dallas. He knew that. And you know what's not changed? Since 1976, when Vermeil shows up in Philadelphia, okay, that narrative hasn't changed in Philly. You've got to beat Dallas. It's the same thing. Don't worry about the Minnesota Vikings. Don't worry about the Packers. You got to beat Dallas. You beat Dallas, everything falls else in line just falls in line by the way again don't forget tomorrow we're gonna have carl peterson on carl peterson was with dick for and i hey you guys got to go back and watch that for interview too man it was really well done by the guys and it was great i i watched all of it and i'd say this to you i don't know if xander agreed or not but i think dick for i think dick for most important win is premiering at 6 p.m. Eastern. I would say that Vic, Dick Vermeil's most important win in his career was that Rose Bowl against Woody Hayes at UCLA. And even the NFC Championship game against the Cowboys in 80, 
and even the Super Bowl win, I would say Vermeil's biggest win was that Rose Bowl that he beat um, Ohio State. Ohio State was the number one team in the country at the time, and they had horses on that team. That was a hell of a football team, too. If I'm not mistaken, it could have Archie Griffin could have still been on that team. Archie Griffin may have been on that team. I, I don't remember, but they two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And that win got him the job in Philly. And Vermeil talks about it, man. You got to beat Dallas. And he said the number one thing we got to do here in Philadelphia is we got to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to have Carl Peterson, who was there for both the win against the Ohio State Buckeyes, also the former general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't forget, Michael Urban is joining us also 3.30 on Wednesday. Then we're going to have Mike Quick on Thursday with us too. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, I would say to you, go back and watch that uh, Gary Cobb interview too because Gary says it in that interview, if you missed it, that Jalen is struggling in his opinion during training camp. So I think that's some pretty big news here because Gary's been to every single practice so far that the Eagles have had uh, training camp. So that's there for you. Don't forget tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. Please hit the like button. Till then, have a great one. We'll see you on the flip side. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.